You're listening to the SCF Youth Podcast. On today's episode, we have Lee Best, the Facilities Manager at SCF. All right, guys. Hey, we are here today, uh, the week before Christmas. We're recording to get ready for the Christmas break. This will be posted probably Christmas morning. Um, So you might be having Christmas morning right now or uh, just wrapped up with your family. And we are hopefully wishing you a Merry Christmas and hoping that that all went well. Uh, As usual, Jeffrey's here with me. Hello. And today, our guest is Lee Best. Hello. And Lee is our uh, facilities manager. And so, for me, um, this is kind of just a fun personal thing. Um, I get to invite as like the first, or maybe this is the second, the second guest we have um, being the facilities manager as a youth guy. It's, you might not know this, but like, they always talk about the war between the facilities guy and the youth guy. And um, that's completely non-existent with Lee. He's probably my favorite person on staff to bug and talk to because we think alike, we tell stories alike. Um, It's scary that we have offices next to each other because if Lee was ever in his office because he's always busy doing something, we would never get anything done (laughs) because we just laugh and talk. So (coughs) today we just want to Going to talk some Christmas stuff, but before we do that, we're going to give Lee the conversation dice. If you didn't hear last week, um, it's just two dice we got from Chick-fil-A's Kids Meals. And Lee's going to have to roll the dice and tell us a story from his life that somehow connects. And he got what? Sad and afraid, (laughs) I think. He thought it was somebody sick earlier. I thought, yeah. Oh, they could be sick. Yeah, I guess it matters how you look. I'm always sad when I'm sick. I have a cold right now, and I'm not exactly happy. Now it's yeah, like we were in our meeting just a minute ago, and now I commented to Jeffrey coming out of this. I was like, mm-hmm. "That cold must be really getting to Lee because he's not talking like he normally does." <laughs> he's not bantering as it's, much as he normally yeah, would. Yeah, it slows me down just a little bit when I have a cold or I'm feeling down. I don't know that one. I definitely think it's it's sad when you're sick, and I'm always sad when I'm sick because I can't be up and at my best. Yeah, and doing. I mean, you you're always moving. Oh, so. trying, always moving. Want, don't want to be sick for Christmas, so I'm really sad right this moment. Cool, awesome. Hey, um, speaking of Christmas, uh, one of the things we wanted to start with. Wow, my lungs have got me today. Yep. There it one is. things we wanted to start with was what are your family uh, Christmas traditions? And so we'll start with Lee, and then we'll go to Jeffrey, and then we'll go to me. So. <laughs> Well, I'm a grandpa, so it's changed a couple times. I mean, in L.A. it was one thing with, when I was part of my whole family. And then up here, just the four of us, was a whole different story. But now, in a church family, and I have in-laws to worry about and sharing family. And now it's dialed in. The in-laws have Christmas Eve, and the kids spend the night there. And then they come over to our house for Christmas breakfast, and we open the gifts. And one thing that we always do, Sandy and I always do, is we give toys. I get one, of course, and then the kids get one. And we have helicopters flying over the house. This year's, it's all drones. But it should be fun. So when we we did this Hey, Jaden, if you're listening and 
somehow hear this before you open that drone. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> but it's a kick in the pants. We awesome. did this one L.A. We did this in L.A. four years ago, and we did it in front of all of our family. And they couldn't believe how much fun we had, but they were all ducking because they were helicopters. There was like five helicopters in one room. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. It was a kick. Awesome. Jeffrey, what about you? Do you guys do anything um, unique? Not as exciting as that. Uh, we have biscuits and gravy every breakfast for Christmas. Uh, one of the things that we've done to kind of stay true to what Christmas is, is we uh, we bake a, a cake for Jesus' birthday. Very so cool. we, we bake him a happy birthday cake. Do you put candles in it? Yes. Do, do you guys put... sing the song? Yes. Who blows out the candles? Um, whoever's holding the cake. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, um, for... Oh, go ahead. But yeah, no, I think I think that's it. Um, we just recently started going to the, um, our in-laws' house for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But cool. that's about it for tradition's sake. Yeah, for, for me, this year will look different because Heather's family now has moved here. Um, mm. In the past, it was like, well, I work Christmas Eve. I can't really get to San Jose that easy. So it was always just with my family. So we got to figure this out and create new this year now that they're living in Sparks. But um, for my, my side of the family, the Italians do Christmas Eve bigger than we do Christmas, just as a, as a culture. Yeah, that's what call it. We don't do Bonnie Calder for this, but no. I, I love, if you're listening and you have no idea what Bonnie Calder is, it's okay. It's a big family dish that's way too garlicky and makes you smell for about three days straight. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, my, my dad does a big thing, and he's really taken on this as a, as a grandfather. He rings the front door of their house, which is a hundred-year-old house, that old bell that you would ring, and he rings that bell and then runs all the way around the house to come in behind all the grandkids and say, who's at the front door? And just confuse them, right? And then when they open the door, there's the, the big bags from Santa with stuff. And um, last year, I, we looked up, and there was a plane flying over. So you have the red blinking light, and he's going, look, there he goes. And I mean, it just it was perfect timing for the girls, and it was awesome. But um, that's kind of a tran- good transition. Um, Santa. So one of the things I want to talk about on this podcast is just weird Christmas things what that are biblical or church history or things we don't think about normally with the, the Christmas story. So I'll start. My favorite is that Santa is real. No matter what mm-hmm. you what your friends say, but Santa is a real historical church history figure. And he's one of my all-time favorites because, um, one, St. Nicholas is who it was. I was like, what's your name? <laughs> what? Never heard that before. Oh, my God. Um, no, but he uh, he was known for getting toys and things for children that didn't have things during this time frame of the year and handing things to the needy. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we started this idea of who Santa is. And that's fine and dandy and whatever, but my I, favorite. I think I know the other reason. You know, I, yeah. I talk about it like every year in the youth group. Yeah. Finally, we'll do it on the podcast and... People won't be as bored with me. But, okay, so St. Nick is going into a council to decide if this guy is teaching heresy, right? Like, if he's just ruining what Scripture says and teaching people wrong. And so they're walking into this council. St. Nick is one of the guys that is at the council to judge whether or not this is right or biblical. 
And as the guy in question is walking into the church, St. Nick is so angry that he's messing with scripture that he pushes through the crowd, decks the guy in his face, breaks his nose. And like, people are like, oh, you're St. Nick. I'm like, yeah, I am, man. I want to be that passionate over like, don't mess with scripture, man. I'll, I'll take you out if you mess yeah. with scripture. Like, I love that heritage of him. So St. Okay. Nick, Santa punches people in the nose when they get things wrong about Jesus. So yeah. yes, I do believe in Santa. So yeah. One thing something we have to talk about is maybe not the American Santa, but was it the German Santa, which is the Krampus? I only know it from of the office, so I don't know if it's oh, real it's, or not. It's like it's more of folklore, but it's like the evil Santa that will come and like steal you away and kill you and eat you on Christmas. See, I don't know that one. Instead of getting coal for Christmas, you get taken and eaten for Christmas by the Krampus. Oh, I'm glad I'm not in Germany. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, Italy was bad enough. They have, like, a, a witch that oh, is... Really? It's, a, it's a witch that brings you toys, so Oof. I don't know. I, I don't remember much about that, but it, that creeped me up enough. But, Lee, Lee for you, um, is there anything that, like, with Christmas or the biblical account of the Christmas story that ever struck you interesting or weird or... I, I'm just going to say for what's going on right now at SCF, I think that all these there's so many people at SCF that stand up and act like Santa to families in need, like right. you were talking about. And it's just a great family to be part of to see this happening all over the church for lots of folks. But I'm all into it. I watch homework almost every night. <laughs> so Santa's, I'm with Santa for three months every night. Yeah, I, I don't know a single person that has probably seen every Hallmark movie known, <laughs> except for Lee Best. Times. At least, Lee, I mean, We're Lee Best has seen them all. I've claimed that there's some that I've missed from years past, but now I'm trying That's, to catch up on you gotta all that. you got to fix that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's holiday season. Catch up, Lee. I'm Come on. watching three or four a day. How many can I watch? No, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I agree with you, Lee, that um, this last few weeks has been really cool watching the church bring in things when we talk be love, be hope, be joy. Um and be peace and just like the the amount that those boxes in the cafe Cafe. have filled Mm -hmm. overflowed we empty them every week and they fill they overflow um i think in like two days they're sorting those with a bunch of the small groups um here on site which is gonna be pretty cool to watch so um jeffrey you had an idea to bring up and discuss with this so yeah so i was kind of just thinking and what do you guys think that it's I don't know if I want to use the phrase ungodly or unbiblical to teach your children about Santa and kind of give the meaning of Christmas to anybody other than Jesus. How do you how do you guys personally wrestle with that in your guys' own family? So did you did you with Shuri and now I forgot your son's name Jeffrey Jeffrey with Shuri oh. and Jeffrey did you guys check that out? Um, it's a good name. <laughs> did you guys <laughs> talk about Santa or? Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, worried about blasphemy or something mm-hmm. when you're talking yeah. about santa claus it's like but you know what they're almost the, idolizing the, him when they're little they're not going to understand that jesus died for our sins right. right right so they why can't they have santa and see that he takes care of the the old or the weak or the less fortunate mm-hmm. uh and you, we actually took our kids a couple of times we got presents for the inmates kids and mm-hmm 
took them to him the day before Christmas mm-hmm. and going into an a hotel room with six people living in it and mom and dad aren't there because they're in jail and the kids are only getting the presents that we drop off so my kids still remember that to this day i'm oh, sure that's awesome so i think you can make it i mean it is all the jesus is the reason for the season right. but i don't see that giving gifts to the less fortunate or anything i think you can use that as an advantage while they're young yeah, yeah i mean to you- teach them for as an adult you watched with with Heather and I. We've discussed this a ton with Piper, and now with the twins. Like, are we going to do this? Are we not? And last year was the first year she kind of was figuring that out, and we we allowed it. And then this year, Heather's struggling because two nights ago, three nights ago, Piper has a bad dream again. She's been having quite a bit of them, and yeah. she's in tears, and and Heather's holding her, and she's saying. I don't know if I believe in God because I pray for these dreams to go away and they don't. And you're going, holy wow. cow, you're five, right? Yeah. You're, you're five and you're having this this struggle with your faith and Heather's walking through with her of like, well, maybe that means God wants you to learn that you can trust us to take care of you in this time. And I'm going, well, you're reasoning with a five-year-old where she can't understand that. But Yeah, and the whole concept of sometimes God's answers to prayer is a no. Right, and then there's no way that Piper will be able to understand that concept. She's wrestling through all this, and then she walks out of that room to come. Heather walks out of that room, and she goes, and yet she never questions if Santa's real. And mm. are we doing the wrong thing? Because, man, if she's if she believes in him wholeheartedly, and my answer was this: oh. like, no, I, like I said earlier, I believe in Santa Claus. He was Saint Nick. He did amazing things. He he defended the faith. He cared for people in need will i teach my daughter the historical person of who santa was yes Mm -hmm. and will i say hey is that someone that you can live like and emulate absolutely in the same way that paul talks right live a life like mine as i live a life like jesus like paul talks about this idea of man you have those role models in faith and and i think saint nick is that for me that if you balance that and you teach that well then you have that ability to say to your kid like Maybe the Santa that culture sees isn't really the best, but yeah. it's not a stark contradiction mm-hmm. that Santa, if I believe in Santa, I will never believe in Jesus. That's not the case. Right. It's not, it's not a one or the other. <coughs> I don't think it should be yeah. or it will ever be. But you brought the question up. So what do you, what are, you think it's bad to know about St. Nick and, and Jesus or... Well, the thing, I never knew that Santa Claus was based off of St. Nick until about a year ago. I never knew that he actually was a real Christian authority background person. And so I guess once I learned that, I'm like, okay, I would have liked to know that earlier. Right. Instead of just believing that he lives in the North Pole and has elves and the the magical side. Right, making the toys. Right. Everybody's Um, good and bad. Yeah. Naughty and nice, right? Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, yeah, I, I think that that's hard to to look at, but okay. So so let's jump to the Christmas story in the Bible, right? Has there ever been anything that just hits you of like I have a question on this, or what did that look like? I kind of want to see Joseph's. We don't see a lot <coughs> of Joseph in the New Testament. In, mm-hmm. in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And I want to know his personal struggles, knowing that his wife is pregnant 
not with his own kid. Right. And growing up being the stepfather, in a sense, to, to, God. to God. Yeah. And so when people ask him, well, whose kid is this? He'll never be able to say, this is my child. How do you teach the creator of everything how to walk, how to talk, how to respect people? Like, mm-hmm. How do you be a father to the God of everything? That's chaotic in my brain because he did grow like any other kid, right? I don't know. Is this a ver- I don't know if this is a verse or not, but isn't there a verse where Jesus very early on says something along the lines of that he's in his father's house when he's in the temple? Yeah, he's 12. Yeah, he's, he's 12. Yeah, he's 12 and he's yeah. preaching up. And he says, but he's well, left where his, are you? He's left his family for yeah, three and he days goes, oh, to do well, that. Yeah, and he goes, well, I'm in my father's house. How must have Joseph felt in that situation knowing well, that... Well, panic that his kid's missing... The kid that he's days. raising is missing for three days. He finally The God finds of the universe him. is missing for three days. Well, didn't you know? Is that my dad's house? No, because you're supposed to be at my house. Like, I'm supposed to be in charge of you right now. Yeah, he's like, I'm supposed to be Ugh. the father. And it's like, I wonder what Joseph, like, that struggle of wanting to support him and supporting him, but then also his own human, like, oh, this is still, like, not mine. What about you? Is there any... God, I don't know. That would be so hard to, to come up with. I'm just sitting here thinking of being a dad and a grandpa mm-hmm. and hard. It is to do that without throwing God in the mix as my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my stepson, how you put it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's just mind-boggling what he, Joseph had to go through pretty much his whole life. But do you, I don't know. With Jesus around, I'm thinking that you'd have... Everything would have been like a bowl of cherries all the time. Yeah, joy to the world, like what you said. I don't know, getting born in a a barn, you know, in a major. I mean, as low as you could get is where he started. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. there's, he also knew the plan that we don't, I mean, he came from nothing to be the leader of all Christianity forever. What we all focus on, or we should be all focusing on, but. Yeah, just I can't imagine it would. It's it's hard enough to be a dad, let alone a stepdad to Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, at what point did Jesus realize that he's Jesus? Because he came down fully human, so that means that he had to go through the baby stages. But he was fully God at the same time. In fact, that's right. the that's the exact argument that Santa Claus broke someone's nose over. Was oh really? Is it is it fully God and fully human at the exact same time, or was it separated? And that's the argument that, that Santa was like, no, of. it is clearly fully God and fully human, no matter what, at the same time, we cannot separate these. These, It is a paradox, and my brain can't wrap around it, but he didn't suspend being God, and he didn't, you know, hmm. he, it wasn't a human that was good enough that became God. It was, yeah. no, it's both at the same time. There's, there's a book that we read, I'm not sure how much time I have left, but there's a book that we read for my outreach when I went to Mexico and Puerto Rico. And it talked about the human side of Jesus. And it talked about the disciples. And the disciples kind of had a hard time seeing him as fully God. Mm -hmm. But they had an incredible time seeing him as fully human because he was there with them. And I feel like as a culture, we kind of might be on the opposite. Right. We we can quote unquote understand being fully God. But for him also being fully human, that's where we kind of struggle. Because we don't see him face to face like they did. Right. Right. And so... It's it's almost flipped from from how we are today to where the disciples were then. Yeah, we got doubted Thomas 
checking his hands, his holes, his hands and his feet for it. So, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, yeah. Because they knew 22,000 years later, we'd still be doubting it at one point or another. Right. All right. To wrap things up today, um, I'm going to ask each of us a question. Well, I'm asking you guys, and then I will answer as well. Uh, this is the same thing we asked Whitney last week, uh, looking into Christmas. But what is the single worst Christmas present you received in your life? So we'll start with Lee. Why do you start with the old guy all the time? All right, I'll give I'll you. Can, I'll start it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. See, it's interesting. My answer kind of changes depending on how old I am. I used to absolutely hate getting socks when I was younger. Or in clothes. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want this. And now that's like, I need socks. I need clothes. <laughs> this is all the stuff that I actually need now. Um, but the, I, I feel horrible because my grandma got me this and she was so excited about it. But it was, a, it was like a math board game. I still don't know how to play it. Still have never opened it. It's still in its you plastic. You still don't know math. I still don't know math because of it. Um, I just figured out that Rome was a city in Italy the other week. That's true. I thought it was its own thing. Uh, country. Not country. just thing. You thought right. it was its own country. I thought it was its, it's own okay. country. Um, still have never opened it. Still in the plastic wrapping in my closet. So but I know exactly where it is. You mentioned socks. That's the opposite answer for me. My Gloves. father bought me a sock of the month club like two years ago and i was like this looks lame like two months in i was like hunting down like the mailman i'm like are my socks here are my socks here what are they going to be i don't know like i loved it it was awesome Uh, i might have to invest in that for me the worst present i've gotten my grandfather knew i liked drawing and liked art and so he bought me he didn't buy me he found markers in his basement um put them in a you know, that normal, like, yellow Crayola marker package. But it was just markers he had found all throughout the house that fit. So there was, like, three greens and, like, two blues and, like, a None bunch of, of browns. were actually Crayola. And then the problem was, like, half of them were dried out, right? <laughs> so, like, it's like, here, I got you markers that I found in my basement. And then everyone else that year of my cousins, I'm the youngest, they all got rollerblades. And I, I wasn't old enough yet, apparently. So I can remember being in the basement. That was all cement floor, and it was snowing outside. So we went in the basement to go let them use their rollerblades. And I was forced to sit on the freezer, get on there, and yeah. sing songs because we had no music down there, and they wanted to be entertained. So I was sitting on this freezer singing as they're all using their cool rollerblades, and I'm sitting there with my... Sitting on a freezer in the middle of winter oh, in the basement. Yeah. I got my dried out markers and I'll sing songs for you. It was miserable, but Lee, what about you? Uh, one Christmas, everybody's opening their big presents, getting their bikes or their skateboards or whatever, and I get an envelope and I open it up and it says that I was getting writing lessons. But you have to understand, I had coaches or writing like to ride a letter or riding like riding a horse it was riding a horse it was horseback riding lessons but that's not what they wrote they wrote you got six free riding lessons 
And I didn't know that the, I needed a W in front of there for riding or riding on a horse. So it was horse lessons, but they're opening their bicycles, and I open an envelope that says I get riding lessons. We're going to teach you how to spell things, Lee. You know, the, the two of us, we need that class <laughs> we anyway. We need that class. But did you have fun horseback riding, though? Did you ever? I did. Go? I got to do it. I, I took five out of the six classes, and it was a kick in the pants, and then I've never done it again. Awesome. I rode a horse once in Mexico. Nothing about a horse ever makes me want to ride it again or interact with it ever. Oh, I love horses. We used we used to have some horses that we would watch in the winter from this company. They needed a place for them to stay, and I loved riding horses. Like actually, where Texas Roadhouse um, that We're steakhouse right down there. south, yeah, that was a swamp, and I can remember getting the horses stuck <laughs> in the mud and having to walk back to my parents' house and just be like. Um, there's an animal that's like stuck, like shoulder deep in mud, like ten minute walk oh, from here. Like Can you help me get it out? Story. Oh man, the death of a Treyu, the horse. Like, that was the most painful scene ever. Well, that was a and real. Then, right. Then you grow up and you find out. Supposedly, the internet says that horse actually died in that scene. Yeah. That was not acting. That horse died. That was actually him trying to get the horse out like, of the mud. That that, that crushes my oh. soul because that was my childhood watching that movie. But anyway, uh, we hope you guys. Don't get too depressed with that ending. <laughs> um, and have a good Christmas. And we will see you guys uh, next Sunday. Um, no. No. January. Next Sunday is one service celebrating everyone together at 10 o'clock in the morning. But the week after that, we will be back for Sunday mornings. And we're uh, excited to get the youth group back together. And we'll see you later. Have a great Merry Christmas today. Today. Or tomorrow. Or whenever you're listening to this. Maybe it was three days ago. But Merry Christmas to you.